Hi there, I'm Randa Abdel-Fattah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. Take Caltrain through Redwood City and you will see the sign downtown that says, Climate Best by Government Test. Been there forever. Sounds kind of official, but is it? So my question is, does Redwood City actually have the best weather? That's Lauren Tonke of San Carlos, which is just north of Redwood City. I think it's actually a little nicer in San Carlos. I think we actually have nicer weather. (laughs) Time for a climate throwdown here in the Bay? Today on the show, we'll learn about the history behind Redwood City's slogan, and we'll figure out, is it true? I'm Olivia Allen Price, and this is Bay Curious. Support for Bay Curious comes from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Committed to brewing things the right way since 1980, because when you're a family-run brewery, there's no other way to do it. Sierra Nevada Brewing Company, still family-owned, operated, and argued over. And be sure to stay tuned through the end of the show so you can play our monthly trivia game for a chance to win some cool prizes. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. Today, we're answering Lauren's question about Redwood City's slogan. Climate Best by Government Test. Here to help us out is Rachel Myro, Senior Editor of KQED's Silicon Valley News Desk. Hey, Rachel. Hey, Olivia. So I spent a lot of time in Redwood City, and I see that slogan on these big arching signs across Broadway downtown. They're hard to miss. They're huge and kind of retro looking. If I had to guess, I'd say the slogan dates back to the 1950s. Older. 40s. Older. 20s. Bingo. Olivia, there are not a lot of living experts on this topic. I got to tell you, I was frankly relieved when I found this guy. Are you ready? Okay. Uh, I'm Michael Slonovic, uh, a retired professor of history at College of San Mateo, where I spent uh, 40-something years, longer than I can remember. (laughs) 
So Olivia, cast your imagination back to 1925. Svanovic tells us peninsula farmland had long given way to suburbs for the big city to the north, thanks to two things. The railroad that runs from San Francisco to San Jose, where Caltrain runs today, and El Camino Real, then called the County Road. The mood of the day was for growth. Lots of growth. City fathers, many of whom happened to own a lot of real estate they bought on the cheap, were keen to sell it for more. Naturally. And there was lots of competition between the cities on the peninsula, all vying for new residents. Right after the war, they started a number of advertising campaigns to attract people into their different communities. San Mateo built an amusement park, the ill-fated Pacific City, which may have been the most ambitious concept. Many cities just came up with slogans. Our question asker, Lauren Tonke, knows the one for her hometown, San Carlos. The city of good living. In 1925, the Redwood City Chamber of Commerce and the Real Estate Board sponsored a contest for a slogan that would sum up the charms of Redwood City. And you know how these days there's legal fine print along the lines of the employees of the organization putting on the competition can't apply? Yeah. Nothing like that in 1925 Redwood City. Turns out the guy who won the contest was heavily involved in organizing the contest in thick with the city fathers because he was one himself. Wilbur Doxey was president of the Redwood City Chamber of Commerce. Doxy's winning slogan, the one that beat out 78 other entries, by government test, our climate is best. Later shortened to the somewhat catchier... Climate best by government test. And immediately somebody came forth and said to Wilbur Doxy, how do you know that's true? And he said, I don't. I made it up. No. Yes. No. Yes. So there was never any government test? Doxy made the slogan up, but it was kind of, sort of, based on some really, let's just call it charitably, amateur science. So there was a guy who was a friend of Doxy's. Henry C. Finkler was the secretary of the California Supreme Court. He owned all the property that is today Edgewood County Park. He owned hundreds of acres. Henry C. Finkler was a bicyclist, and uh, he became, I have to say, fanatically interested in weather. And he recorded every day he rode down the hill what the air temperature was, what the winds were, the number of days of rain. It's Finkler who first claimed there were only three parts of the world that had perfect weather. The Canary Islands off the coast of northwestern Africa, North Africa's Mediterranean coast, and, say it with me, Redwood City, California, or really anything within a 20-mile radius of Redwood City. That's the government test that Doxy built his slogan on? His friends' observations? Almost. Svanovic says Finkler, our cycling citizen scientist, was buddies with a fellow cyclist, Franklin Lane, 
who was Secretary of the Interior under President Woodrow Wilson when the U.S. got involved in World War I. Lane remembers his buddy Finkler with the weather research and on the basis of that convinces President Wilson to establish one of the first military bases on the West Coast, Camp Fremont, in Menlo Park, which pretty much launched Menlo Park on the map as a city on the peninsula. This was because of the weather? Why would that matter for a military base? Camp Fremont primarily trains soldiers, and it does help to have sunny weather much of the year for that purpose. Also, Olivia, there was a non-military, for scientific purposes only, German weather survey conducted before World War I. In 1912, the German government asked counselor agents all over the world send in statistics about weather in their area. Need I tell you, not many people kept weather statistics. So, well, Henry Finkler has it all. Theory goes, Doxy read an article in the San Francisco Chronicle about the German climate survey, which Svanovic believes would have included Finkler's stats. So both theories lead back to the same dude. Exactly. Somehow, because he was one of the first to keep weather stats locally, Finkler's assessment of Redwood City got national, even international attention, and Doxy's slogan sealed the deal. So climactic publicity was the term uh, that they that they used. Uh, so it was all a plan, all a plan from the start. I, I feel almost cheated. <laughs> Lauren Tonke says she had no idea how bogus the science behind the sign was. She was thinking this story would go in an entirely different direction. You know, is this test outdated? Has climate change, you know, maybe shifted the the best weather a little bit north to San Carlos? Now, there is, of course, a good argument to be made that who has the best weather is a purely subjective matter, right? Lots of people love rain or fog. Lots of people like it very, very hot. Yeah, but we both live in this area, Olivia. Wouldn't you say the weather here is in the Goldilocks zone? Not too hot, not too cold most of the time? For sure. So maybe the Mid-Peninsula, Climate Best by Olivia and Rachel's Test. (laughs) Now, Rachel... While I have you here, there is another question I have. Well, three, actually. You are, after all, our go-to reporter for all things Peninsula. So here's what we got. Edward Grimaldi of San Jose asked, The town of Los Gatos, what's behind the name? Why was the town founded? And was there once gold mining there? Well... Let's start here with retired South Bay librarian Peggy Conaway, who knows just about all there is to know about Los Gatos from the Mexican period on. Los Gatos was just a wide spot in the road. And the reason it was important was that it sits right at the base of the Santa Cruz Mountains. Conaway says for many years, Los Gatos was a stopover town. The only thing of note was a place called the Ten Mile House, a hotel slash bar where you could liquor up while your horses got some water. It's always been the way to go from San Jose or to come down the peninsula and to go over the mountains to get to Santa Cruz and to the ocean. And the name, Los Gatos? 
Spanish for the cats. El Rancho Rinconada de los Gatos was a 6,600-acre Mexican land grant in present-day Santa Clara County made in 1840 by then-Governor Juan Alvarado. He was trying to encourage colonization at the time. So if you were a man willing to build a house and raise a family on the property, you could apply. In 1840, uh, Jose Hernandez and Sebastian Peralta filed for a land grant, and they named it Las Gatos because there were mountain lions in the vicinity and they heard them screaming. Could have been mountain lions. Could have been bobcats. Neither of those sound like I would have expected. I know, right? Edward also asked about mining. Was gold mining a part of the town's history? Not so much gold. What there was in the Las Gatos area was a copper mine which was not not very far from town, a few miles up the road, first part of the 20th century. And apparently they also did find some gold and silver there, but um, it was the copper that was really predominant. What has copper been used for? Native Americans mined copper for centuries. They mined a variety of metals and stones variously useful for hunting jewelry, spiritual ceremonies, and of course, trading with each other. Fast forward to the Industrial Revolution in the 1870s, and copper becomes essential. There was massive infrastructure development, and copper comes in handy for all sorts of things, like construction, telephone lines, and electric power lines. Of course, Los Gatos has come a long way since those days. It's not a stopover town anymore. Yes, because you'll be stopped in traffic on a Saturday night for hours. That sounds like you have some personal experience in that situation. Absolutely. More broadly, though, generations of newcomers have paved paradise and put up a wealthy Silicon Valley suburb known for its fine art museum, high-end bakeries, and fun restaurants. When you can get to them. Rachel Myro is senior editor of KQED Silicon Valley News Desk. Thanks, Rachel. Anytime. Thanks to our question askers this week, Lauren Tonke and Edward Grimaldi. If you haven't cast a ballot in this month's Bay Curious public voting round, head to baycurious.org. There are three questions up there for you to choose from. And hey, while you're there, maybe ask a question of your own. Bay Curious is made by Katrina Schwartz, Brendan Willard, Sebastian Mignobuccelli, and me, Olivia Allen Price. We're produced in San Francisco at member-supported KQED. Have a good one. Hi, Bay Curious listeners. Are you ready to play May's trivia game? Every month, we read a question here at the end of our episode. You can give us your answers over at our website, kqed.org slash baycurious, or just click the link in the episode description. Out of the correct answers, we'll randomly choose one lucky winner to receive a cool prize package with Bay Curious swag and Sierra Nevada goodies. Okay, our question for the month is, the world's longest-running pillow-fighting contest was held from 1966 to 2006 in what Bay Area town? Our trivia quiz is made possible by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Good luck! Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, 
entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.